Once I was a blind man's daughter Gave him my heart But he never bothered Showing me how to stay ahead of the game Each time that I'd cry he'd say It all stays the same Cause when you're a blind man's daughter When a man's got nothing Nothing to offer You count all the cards you laid down And count all the reasons he ain't been around Now I'm a wise man's lover He likes to keep me undercover He hates when I poke at his dreams He acts like I don't really see him just a distraction, just another piece of the action Cause when you're a wise man's lover When a man's got nothing, nothing to offer Each time he comes back around You try to remember how he let you down you This is Yanelli, and you're tuned into Radio 1 Chicago. We're here with Quinn Son. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Nell? I am great. Great. You know? <laughs> yes, it's just really happy today. Um, we're so excited to have you in, and it's been a while since you have been here, right? It has been. I can't remember if it's been a year or maybe two years. That's long. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. So could you tell us about your new album, London, Kentucky? Did you work on the album in Kentucky, or did you have most of it written before you got there? Um, we recorded it all in London, um, and wrote, I wrote one of the songs while I was there, um, but the other songs I wrote when I was 
not in London. Um, some of them in Chicago, some of them while I was traveling. Um, but actually, the last song on the record we I wrote in between tracking two other songs while we were there. So, okay, yeah. Mm, this current album feels as if we're setting, we're not setting, as we're sitting in the living room while you sing to us. Was there any type of feeling or setting you were going for? Hmm. I think, yeah, I think it, that's a great way of putting it in the living room. Um, there's a song on there that we recorded outside. Um, and I remember when we were mixing, I specifically had a note that I kind of wanted it to feel like you know, you sort of had to do the gesture of like reaching to to listen and to be able to hear what was happening. Um, so intimate, close, living room, great words. What kind of sound would you like prefer to go by? Like if you had to choose, what would be your preferred sound? What do you What do you mean? Like how you said some people like they consider it living room. Would you consider it like peaceful, calm? Like how would you feel like your category would be under? Mm. Probably, probably both of those words, calm, usually. Um, I would say moody and reflective and, yeah, I would say on the quieter side. It's, it's a, a pretty folky record on, as a whole. It's, there are some moments that have sort of an upbeat mood to it, but I still think it kind of fares on the quieter side. All right. Do you feel that you need to leave the city to record your albums? I do now. I mean, yeah. I think being being in a cabin and recording for a couple of weeks with your friends and, you know, having fires every night and eating meals together, it's, it's a nice way to... It's a nice way to make work. Have you ever written at a, like, out of town, kind of secluded? Yeah. Somewhere? Sometimes, yeah, I have a camp place I go to. And it's, it's, nice. it's really nice. It's different. Mm-hmm. So once you do that, it's like, you know, it's a different experience, and I, I appreciated it. So I hope that next time that we record something, I can convince everyone to, to go out to the middle of the woods again. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it is really. <laughs> Family time, too. Yeah. Family time. <laughs> do you use the, um, the same musicians on each album? Mm-hmm. Kind of. So the first record that I did was with, um, I didn't have a band at that point. It was just, I had only been writing for maybe six months or so when I released that first record. And uh, it was with this family, uh, the Cunninghams, Liam Cunningham and Seema Cunningham. Seema's in the band Ohm. Have you heard of them? They're fantastic. (laughs) They're playing a show tonight, actually. Um, but, uh, and Liam is in Merrow and he was in kids these days and they're both musicians and they had a studio and they played a lot on the first record and Dorian who recorded it also played a lot and Michael, who was my guitar player currently played on it. Uh, but this new record is predominantly, um, my current band and also Seema and Liam came to the cabin with us for a couple of days and our friend Nick Brosty, who's in Mukapaza, um, he's a trombone player. He's wonderful. So it's been some of the same faces, but um, my bass player and my drummer are, and Nick Brosty are both, or all three are new new folks to recording with. So um, we're about to get into another one of your songs, but before we do, can you can how can 
people get a hold of your music and keep up to date? Um, probably quinson.com is the best bet. Or quinson.bandcamp.com. Or Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> I think that I'm the only... Everything is Quinson? Yeah, and I, I, I'm pretty sure that I'm the only person with that spell, that name and that spelling. So it's All right, easy well, to find. Just let's go over the spelling. That's Quinn, Q-U-I-N-N-T-S-A-N. That's it? Mm-hmm, Quinson. Um, we're, oh, we're talking to Quinson here on <laughs> Radio in Chicago. And this is her song, Somewhere Someplace Cheap. We'll be back in a minute. Oh, 
to Quinson here at Radio 1 Chicago, um, and she has a very special announcement she would like to make. I just wanted to give a big happy birthday to my friend Tim Parker, who's <laughs> sitting out in the other room right now and came along with me to this interview. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Tim. Yes, happy birthday. How old is happy he turning? Happy birthday. He is turning 21, finally. You can do it. <laughs> well, he can go to the bar legally. <laughs> Um, it's been about two years since you released your last album. Mm -hmm. Do you give yourself a set date that you want to release an album by? Oh, goodness, no. No? No. No? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think everyone's different, um, but I didn't want to release it until it felt like the the right time to to release it. Um, it's been over a year since we recorded it. And... It's a relief to have it out, but I think that, you know, any, it was the right time, but it wasn't a time that was decided when we had recorded it. So, no. Okay. As it goes. You also do dance. This is surprising <laughs> me. You did not tell me about this. Um, I did not. Is there, is there any relationship between <laughs> your two art forms? Between dancing and, and music? Yes. <laughs> hmm. What do you mean by relationship? Hmm. I mean, let's think. Maybe probably, like, when you're making music, mm-hmm. like, is there, like, um, I don't know, like, if you thought of, like, some dance move, and you, did you make a song for it, or, like, okay, if you make music videos, or ah, how I do see you where dance? You're going. Yeah. So, <laughs> the short answer is yes. Um, I often think about movement after songs are done, in terms of, like, having visual elements, and I've noticed that my mind when thinking about music videos, tends to veer towards dance, um, which we did. I made a dance music video with um, some friends that turned into a short film called Bedrooms, and I wrote a suite of songs, and um, this man, Alex Thompson, directed it. Uh, Zoe Lubeck did the cinematography. Aaron Kilmery and Josh Anderson were the choreographers. Um, 
and it turned into being its own dance film as opposed to a music video, um, which I was, uh, you know, excited and pleased to do because of, I think, having a, you know, fondness for dance as its own medium. So, yeah, I would say so. There's a back and forth. I, I, should, I should hope that it stays there. I did it, put so much darn time into it. <laughs> um, did you start with dance or music first? Dance. I didn't start doing music until about three years ago. Hmm. Me, dance since I was a, since I was a little girl. A me small too, child. Me too. <laughs> you too. What kind of dance did you do? Um. Well, let's see. I when I was like in kindergarten. No, not even. I think kindergarten or first grade or something. Um. I did ballet. Yeah. And then like I stopped. And then I went to a school. It was a performing arts school, and like mm-hmm. we had to do dance assemblies. Like. Gotcha. Like all instead the time. of gym. Yeah. No, not instead. We had drama. Uh-huh. And dance. Cool. So like it was two mixed classes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where did you where did you start dance? I started dancing the first recital was in the Piggly Wigglies when I was <laughs> three somewhere in Southern California. I think Cerritos, California. It was really just a bunch of two year olds like wearing tap shoes but just <laughs> moving around a lot on stage to music. Alright, you mentioned the film Bedrooms. Can you tell us more about the film? Yeah, we, so I wrote these three songs, and um, I had an idea for, um, it just seemed very, I mean, have you seen any ballets? Yeah. So it had a really um, clear narrative, I suppose, in the lyricism of the songs, and the way that the song sort of moved, it was, it's three, three separate songs, bedrooms one, two, and three, and um I'd had an idea in my head of seeing it sort of visually play out, kind of like a play, but but not, you know, in, in choreography. And I had asked one of my close friends, who is also one of my favorite art makers and choreographers and organizers, Aaron Kilmurray, um, to basically choreograph a piece based on this sort of, like, rough sketch of, a, of an idea, you know, that the lyrics were kind of telling the story. Yeah. Um, and she did, in collaboration with Josh, um, and yeah, we, we filmed the videos, I think over like 60 artists in Chicago participated in some way. Um, a lot of volunteers, um, local Chicago dancers. Um, and when it was done, we toured the film festival circuit and we won some awards and we're going to release that next month, uh, like on the internet. It's, it hasn't been released yet. We've only done some private screenings and then. Uh, it's shown at festivals. It, it showed in Poland this month at the Poland International Film Festival. So, yeah, it's it's been fun. It introduced us to a lot of new people, lovely people. Okay, um, you have a few videos. Do you feel that they are important? Uh, an important part of your music? Is it an extension to your art or something that you just do for fun? Well, that's a good question. I think videos for me are opportunities to work with my art crushes. <laughs> if you saw I don't, there, we did a video um, most recently to the song Dreamers with this um, company called Manual Cinema and they do shadow puppetry have you seen shadow puppetry mm-hmm. you should look up manuals there um, they're incredible and I've been following their work for a couple of years and I know some people who work with them and I'd sort of made a joke in passing to the, one of the creative directors about doing a video together uh, like a year and a half ago. And she was like, oh, yeah, sure, definitely sometime. And, you know, a year goes by. And then finally she, she wrote me an email. and was like, I have time. Let's do it. Um, and so it's, it's, I mean, it's 
just impressive work. It's beautiful and working with them for those few days. Um, I think it is. It's like kind of being an uh, inside audience member and getting to watch other people work. It was really cool. So an extension kind of, but it's more, I think, of an interpretation from other artists of what you're doing and then kind of getting to sit back and see how other people play. Mm-hmm. True story. I was in a Shadow Puppet show. Really? Was, yeah, I was a squirrel. So you uh, appreciate <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> um, do you have any videos? Do you have any videos planned for um, London, Kentucky? Dreamers is the only one that we did. I have another one in my brain that is really uh, important to me to do, but it, it would take some sort of budget that I do not have the means for right now. But I, I, <laughs> I did have a video idea for somewhere, someplace cheap. Um, that I wrote for an actor who lives in New York, and hopefully we will execute that someday. All right. Well, thank you so much for stopping and sharing your music here at Radio 1 Chicago. Before we get into your final song, remind us of how people can find your music and any of your upcoming shows. Sure. Um, You can find more information at quinson.com or quinson.bandcamp.com or on my Facebook or Instagram Um, And we have a show coming up on November 10th at Constellation um, with the predictions and a few local poets and potentially some other um, local artists will perform. Okay. So, Quinson, it's been a pleasure having you in the studio. Um, Just to remind everyone, the spelling of Quinson, because I know it's really sometimes hard. Um, Q-U-I-N-N-T-S-A-N, Quinson. Find her on any social media. Thanks, Nail. You're welcome. This is Yanelli at Radio 1 Chicago, and this song is called She's No Better by the one and only Quinson.